Hi, Bean Babes. Welcome back to another amazing interview edition here on the Beam Life Podcast. You're listening to episode seven on season two. Um, and my guest Sloan today, you guys, I hope you buckle your seatbelts and have a pen and a massive pad of paper because you're about to be delivered some serious fire. Sloan is a former business attorney turned master business and lifestyle consultant. Sloan successfully scaled her boutique law firm in Santa Monica to over 400 clients, all while traveling the world. I mean, who doesn't want that life, right, Bean Babes? Having been on the scenes of hundreds of businesses, she's had the unique vantage point to catch blind spots in operations, profitability, and her client's mindset around all of it. After coaching hundreds of clients to help them through their toughest business challenges, Sloan sold her near seven-figure firm to pursue her true calling. Now, as a visionary business and lifestyle consultant, Sloan educates and inspires ambitious women from around the globe who are ready to expand beyond conventional possibilities to live and play full out while creating even more success in business. If that doesn't sound like a true bean babe, I don't know what is. You guys, I am so excited to have Sloan on today. Please help me welcome her. And as always, if you love this podcast, please leave a review. Um, that's how you help keep these podcasts thriving. And um, I will leave all her content in our show notes so that you know how to um, get in touch with Sloan and follow all the beautiful things she's going to share with you guys today. All right. And also you can see this podcast on my YouTube channel, the beam life. Uh, if you want to watch us gals chat live. All right, let's welcome Sloan. Welcome to the beam life podcast, a rad and soulful show designed to set your heart on fire. As a hive, we will chat all things lifestyle, dig deep on how to achieve your wildest dreams, discover your confidence, and live the most fierce version of you. Yes, Beam Babe! You can be everything and more. Here's your host, the Beam Boss herself, Caitlin. Hi, Beam Babes. I am so excited. I am here with Sloan. Please help me welcome her. You guys are going to be in for a real treat today. So hi, Sloan. I'm so excited. Hi, hi Caitlin. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. me too. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a woman whose life really stands for living in self-love and living in the fullness of what life has to offer through that lens. And truthfully, my life hasn't always been that way. This has been, I would say, layers of growth over time and me becoming that. Um, and I've had a lot of transformations in my life, but I would say most notably, and the thing that I would really like to start off by sharing is that um, that, that journey to self-love, and, and I like to call it my relationship with myself, really began because I was like, there has to be more to life and to my experience in life than just success in business, than just having all the right things kind of set up on the outside. So what else is it? And I've come mm. to see that I truly believe the ultimate luxury in life is having a beautiful inner experience with yourself. Wow. Chills. 
Yeah. I love it. I think that, um, probably why I connected with you so instantly, you know, I had heard about you and heard about you. And then when we got to talk, I'm like, when you meet a woman who truly embodies who they are and like loves themselves, it's so magnetic and it's rare. It's really, truly rare. And, um, you have that unique, rare beauty and quality, um, and it was instantly attractive. So I really am excited to share, hear you share more about how you even came to that. Um, so you mentioned, you said you've had like a lot of transformations in your life. What are some significant things that have happened to help you achieve this ultimate relationship with yourself? Well, the most recent is probably the most powerful shift, which was a few years ago, I was running my consulting business. I was traveling the world. I was, I had a partner, we lived together. I had kind of this life where it was like on the outside, everything was just phenomenal. And truthfully, even on the inside, there were aspects of it that I loved. There was a lot of adventure and excitement and just a lot of things going really well. And also I was really lonely. And mm. it was an interesting experience of having this thing that I thought was exactly what I wanted. And then also feeling loneliness inside. And I didn't at that time really understand why or what was happening, but I just knew that I wasn't in my greatness. I wasn't living in the fullness of what was possible for me in life. And I find that there's a lot of even successful people and then people who aren't as successful, but there's a lot of humans living in this context. Mm -hmm. And what I did at that time was I made a rather drastic decision, which was to end my relationship. And I ended and put on hold pretty much all of my other relationships, except for mine with my daughter. And I took four months of time of really digging into what was happening. Why was I feeling this way? And, and what I found was I actually saw a lot of things about myself that I hadn't been wanting to see that mm. were rather ugly and dark. And I saw more of the truth of who I was and how I had created this circumstance. And from there started to recreate my life and how I showed up and how I spent time with people and who I was with. And even a lot of aspects of my business and kind of everything grew and shifted from there. So powerful, you know, sharing that. And I know that it really comes almost from a place of like spirituality and like a deep sense of self. And that's not something that just is like learned. How did you pick up that this was what you really needed? Because I think a lot of us do feel that loneliness, even though, um, and I know I experienced this myself this past year is I experienced loneliness in a relationship and, and then this business that I had grown and I didn't even realize it until I kind of had an aha moment. So was it similar for you? Did you have something like instantly sort of wake you up or was it something you were reading or people you were around? Like, how did you come to this, um, knowing that you needed a shift? Well, it began because I realized that I was with this man who I didn't want to be with long-term and yet I kept staying in this relationship. And then mm. it ended up where it kept getting more and more painful. <laughs> the circumstances yeah. of our relationship and the things that 
really weren't what I wanted at all was getting bigger and bigger and, and just more in my face. And I started looking for a solution and, okay, what am I going to do? And I actually started interviewing coaches and ended up hiring a coach to work with who is such a phenomenal human. And a lot of the work we did together, I mean, revolutionized my life. I've grown so much in that time. And um, so it was through that process and that, that evolving awareness of what do I really want my life to stand for? And mm. then the deepest commitment that I made in the beginning, in the beginning of this whole letting go was I am going starting now. I don't know what this is going to mean. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I'm going to start living from my highest self and my inner guidance instead of everything else, which really I had been just following kind of my immediate desires or not wanting to have pain or just trying to get more into the easy way than following what I knew was right for me. But in a lot of ways, I was just scared to follow. Yeah. And that's, that's heavy is that, um, you kind of see ultimately where you want to be, but to take that leap. And I think as you call it as a quantum leap is terrifying. It's yes. terrifying because all of these things that are our safety net kind of, you know, start feeling like you're almost trapped, but you're like, I have to get out of this trap and, and what do I do next? So, um, thank you for sharing that. I know sometimes it is, um, you know, I, you're all about being open and vulnerable. So I know that that's a great thing, but some people are scared to share about seeing therapists or seeing a life coach or seeking help. And I think that it's requires almost somebody else to help us self reflect. Don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm a coach to high powered women and I consistently work with coaches in a lot of different areas because it's like, it's a fast track to seeing your blind spots and seeing the truth. And I have blind spots just like everyone else. Totally. <laughs> so yes, I practice so, what I preach. I want to know more about that because I know, you know, how did you get from point A to point B to, you know, and point B meaning you have warriors of the heart now. So how did you transition from being, you know, a business attorney to having this beautiful coaching um, and impactful company warriors of the heart? So tell us a little bit about that and how that came to be and what, what warriors of the heart is all about. You know, it began when I, I used to work at an international law firm. So imagine I was at one of the biggest law firms in the world and it was this very prestigious job. I was making $250,000 a year and like this whole thing. And I decided I was going to quit to start my own firm and everybody thought it was crazy and what a crazy decision. I'm like, I can do this. So I quit that job. And the first six months of my new firm, I was working really hard, like hustling, trying to get business, doing all this stuff. And in that time, I only made $12,000 <laughs> and I was like, so embarrassed. I was scared. I didn't know what to do. So I thought I need some help. And that was 10 years ago that I hired my first coach and I really hired that coach in the context of trying to figure out how to build a successful business. And what evolved from that over years was as I was building my business and growing and, and I figured out then how to make money and get clients, 
I started telling my business clients who were entrepreneurs, Hey, I can actually help you with more than just your legal work. I can help you making money. I can help you with your mindset. So over the years, then I started coaching and I coach hundreds of people until I started another company separately for the coaching and consulting and really realized that I can have much more of an impact doing that work. So then I sold my law firm to do this full-time. I love it. That's so awesome. And much like, you know, I owned a gym formerly and now I'm still in the fitness industry and it's the same thing. I always believed that I don't want a place where you can just come and work out. I want to change your life. You know, I want to get in and work on the mindset piece of it because the physical is fine. Like I can tell you how to work out all day long, but if we're not working on what's going on inside and those stories, um, it's going to be really hard to make a lasting transformation and then in turn be able to help somebody else and inspire somebody else. So I love that, that you brought, I've, it's very unique, especially in the, um, legal and being attorneys, like bringing that personal development into that world, it's almost unheard of. Um, and so I think that's really cool that you did that. And then obviously found it as your passion. So warriors at the heart is really geared towards helping women. Why was women something that you were, you know, specifically wanting to help and target? So initially I was working with men and women And I started to get, if we're talking about following inner guidance, I started to get this guidance and this idea of guiding women and almost creating this movement among women. And I didn't know exactly what that was. And and honestly, at that time, I was not a leader of women. I was not really involved with a lot of women. So that seemed very distant, but I knew there was something about it. And what I've realized now after these years later and working towards that and moving myself into it was that for us as women, we have not only a completely different physicality and, and physical experience, we have a really different emotional, mental experience. And so focusing on women was really important for me to be able to Mm. go into the detail of what does it take to make a big and lasting change in your life? Because when we're just talking about people generally, that's one level. And actually, if you notice a lot of the very successful coaches and people coaching are men and actually their way of coaching is more for men. That's a Mm -hmm. much more like linear kind of structured, strict, that and and that can work for women i think for a lot of women that's how we've created success and that certainly was how i built my law firm was like that sure. pushing and going and focus and if we can actually tap into the gifts that we have as women and use those to propel ourselves forward in life and business and be enjoying ourselves along the way and be in pleasure and accessing what we have as women while we're making these changes and leaps in life. It's so much easier. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I get asked that all the time too. Like, why don't you have beam bros? And why don't you have this for men? And I'm like, if somebody wants to be a beam bro, they can, I'm not, you know, discriminating, but I feel very much the same way is that I don't think it's ever been as exciting to be a woman as it is right now. And it's so 
um, liberating and, and, and just acknowledging our power. And, um, so I'm, I'm totally in with you there. I think that's so great. And I think also that was a huge reason I was attracted to warriors of the heart and to you and to everything that you're doing, because, um, it speaks to my soul. Like I love helping women and, and it's just connecting other women to other women and watching people thrive and, um, make these special, you know, relationships within the community is so cool. So, um, I really, yeah. Oh yeah. And I appreciate all the work that you're doing too, because it's all part, it's all, you know, feeding into one big web, as I like to call it, where, or I call it, you know, the hive, it's just all working together. So, um, for women who are listening right now, who, aren't really sure kind of how they feel everything that maybe we were feeling at one point, which is that feeling of, you know, I would like to do this, but I'm feeling a little bit stuck. I want to make this transformation, but I am feeling scared. Um, I'm unsure. Where do they even start? You know, um, they don't know how to look for a coach, find a coach if they even need a coach. So what do you suggest to our women listening that how to even start this transformation process and what does that even mean? Yeah. You know, the transformation is like, it doesn't matter whether this is the first big change you want to make in your life, or you have something like a desire for more or whether you've done it 50 times and you're at a place where it's still a big leap to go from there. The first piece has to begin with your desire and that Mm. flame inside. And how do you cultivate more and more and more of like a, I want this. I have to make this happen. I have to go for this in my life. And, you know, the story I shared with you earlier in that case, in that instance, I had to have a lot of pain to propel me out of the situation. So that's an Mm. option. It can also be a desire cultivated from the vision, from what you really want. And that can be, oh, I really want to have this depth of intimacy with my partner, or I really want to have this fabulous lifestyle, or it can also be something like, what do you want your life to stand for? One of my favorite questions that I ask people is if you were able to witness your memorial, imagine you're standing there and you're looking down and you see all the people who have been in your life gathered together and they're chatting and they're talking. What do you want them to say about you? that you inside are like, wow, I am really fulfilled. I did Mm. this. I, I made the most of my life. What are they saying? And that's a really great place to start to guide you to be thinking about what actually matters because then it makes it a lot easier when you're looking that perspective to cut through, Oh, what my mom's going to think if I do this, or is he going to leave me if I go there or all the stuff that comes up when we actually really identify what we want, which, which remember what I want and what you Caitlin want for yourself. It's, it's only for you and for me. And so we try to make it and we wish it could be that everybody around us wanted the same path and the same thing. And it's just not true. We know, we all know. (laughs) I experienced that the hard way this year, for sure. Um, where, you know, it's that natural instinct. We want so badly to be 
um, included. We want so badly to be loved. We want so badly to be understood. And, you know, I actually went a different route. I went a therapy route, but I had a fabulous therapist who was very much like a coach. And one of the things I will always love that she said to me is that it's okay to be misunderstood. And Mm. I'm like, whoa, it is. We're allowed to feel that way. (laughs) Not everyone has to love me and like me all the time. Um, and that that's so along the lines of, of what you're saying. And I think that that is so huge, um, is just to even be okay with that simple fact in order to start the transformation. Um, and if I could add to that, it's like, when we look at this question of what do you really want? And what's your desire and what do you want your life to stand for? And then it's okay to be misunderstood. It's like, do you want that thing and that experience and that fulfillment badly enough that you're willing to be misunderstood or that you're willing to let people go if they can't be part of where you're headed or that you're willing to feel uncomfortable in the, the middle because it is, that's, there's no other way around it. It's change is uncomfortable. So, mm-hmm. so, and it gets more and more comfortable, I think. And then at a new big leap, it's uncomfortable again. Are you willing to have that for the thing that you want the most? So that the question you asked is like really identifying what you really want and that desire. And then like, um, thinking grow rich and Napoleon Hill is how do you fan so good. How do you fan the flames of desire to make it bigger and bigger and bigger where going through the discomfort is like, ah, oh, yeah, this is really uncomfortable. And this thing is so big and so important for me that, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go for it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I also loved what you shared about, um, you know, thinking about your memorial. I did a, um, personal growth exercise maybe five years ago, four years ago. And I probably should redo it because I've made more leaps since then and transformations, but it was writing my obituary. So Mm. it's a similar thing where I was like, wow, this is kind of morbid. But then when I understood the principles behind it, it was, what do you want your life? Like you said, to stand for, to represent what kind of impact do you want to make? And when I started writing these things down, I was like, I'm not doing anything to create this? Like, what am I doing? Um, and it was very, very eye-opening. So I think in a sense, like thinking about the end and working backwards is powerful. Um, and I forgot about that exercise until you just shared that. So thanks for the reminder. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it brings into the present, the fact that our time here is finite And there's something about the way our brains are structured, or I I don't know exactly what, but somehow where we're not thinking about that mostly. And then what time just slips through our fingers. And I don't know, to me, the worst case scenario would be waking up one day and realizing it's the end and being like, I didn't live. (sighs) Yeah, totally. Totally. And I think, yeah, like you're talking about that that, you know, minute or so it feels like forever, but really in the scope of things, it's only a few minutes of discomfort. It's like, this is so worth it. So worth it to live this life of fulfillment. So, um, that's really good. Little nuggets of information is just identifying it. And then it's like, are you willing to feel this way to get there? So, um, that's a really good place for people to start. I know that, 
when we kind of did our pre-interview and we were chatting, um, you mentioned freedom and feeling freedom through transformation. And I want to touch upon that because I like to set a word for the year and that's kind of like my intention for the year. And it just so happens that for 2020, my year, my word of the year was freedom. Mm. So when you had mentioned that, um, I thought that was really, you know, it just resonated with me, but freedom is a big word and can mean a lot of things depending on the context, but what does freedom mean to you? And how does, how does one achieve that freedom for themselves? The context of freedom that I talk about, think about, even care about really is first inner freedom, because I would say 99.9% of people on this planet don't actually have that. And if you break it down, what it, what really does that even mean? I mean, right. is full self-expression. It means the ability to make choices, to be yourself, to speak your truth without worrying about, or even if you do worry, you still do it anyway, what other people are going to think. And so really the other side of this work and the things we're talking about being uncomfortable or going through pain or any of that, yes, that's there. And what's the purpose of it in the end is to have fulfillment and to feel mm. the sense of like, I can live fully or I am actually living fully. That's, that's the biggest freedom of all is I'm being me and I feel free. And that's what causes mm. a feeling of being alive. So for people who feel like deadened inside or disenchanted with life or that kind of like, uh, I don't know, if you look deeper, what's happening underneath is a lot of decisions and actions being taken based on how you think you should be, what you think you should say, what, how you're trying yes. to manipulate to keep people in your life. And it, it's a way of just not living because you're like in a prison inside. Totally. Totally. And that was, yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you were like making decisions based on what others are going to say and think. And yes. I've lived besides this year, previous to this year, the last five years of my life like that, making decisions on well, if I do this, but so-and-so is going to feel this way and this, and, and like you said, you feel trapped, you feel literally in a prison and very similarly to you, people look at you on the outside and they're like, they, you've got it all together. What do you mean? And you're like, no, I'm literally shackled. I feel so shackled. And, um, that's why it was, my word was freedom because I was like, I just want to make decisions for Caitlin, for me, um, yeah. that matter. And so that's a really beautiful way of sharing what freedom is. And, um, I haven't heard it quite put that way and I love it. So thank you yeah, for, yeah. for sharing that. Um, one more if thing I could before say, we, yeah. say one thing about that. So the story I told you and the awareness that I got after that experience, the biggest thing that I saw was that I was still in this massive people pleasing. And that mm -hmm. was really the context that caused the loneliness. So, and this is like, I've done all this work. I knew what people pleasing was. And I think I'm so sure. aware, and, you know, the usual story of like, I'm so evolved, which is hilarious. But anyway, <laughs> I, that was the biggest thing was I realized I wasn't actually living free because I was so far into people pleasing, which I sort of had contorted in my mind to think of as like being a pleasing person and having, sure. 
were like, of course, people enjoy being around me. But what was actually happening was I was making decisions against myself that are like putting yourself in a jail. And it sounds like we have a similar yes. experience with that where, yeah, everything can look fine on the outside, but who cares about that when you're giving yourself feedback constantly of, oh, I have to sacrifice myself for others. Yes. Yeah. And there's that difference and, and, you know, you owning a huge law firm like that and being in that sort of world where you feel like you do have to please other people because they're clients, you know, and I've come in all different kinds of service industries and you have to service, service, service. And then you become this mom and all these other things. And you're like, gosh, I, and, and then in, in a marriage and it's like, I am sacrificing myself at every end. Where does this stop? And it's like, it became this cycle, this vicious cycle that thankfully I have woken up and, you know, seen what kind of damage that can do. And I'm still doing the work to heal from that. Cause I catch myself in things all the time being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ah, I need to set some boundaries here. I am totally, um, not honoring myself in this choice. And so yeah, people pleasing, we could probably have a whole episode just on we that. Could. We could. <laughs> We could. And we should, we could, and we should, Yes, I agree yes. with that. So, um, I, I would love to know before we kind of get into some actionable and helpful things from, from you, I would love to know, like, how do you keep going when things get hard? So you're at this place now where you have you're, I mean, we're always evolving. We're always changing. I, I never want to stop learning. I never want to stop growing as a human, um, hopefully till the day I die. But you, you've reached a place of self-awareness, self-love, and now you're helping other women achieve this. But I know we're human and we still hit hard times. So how do you deal with that and keep going when you're confronted with those things now? You know, I think the biggest thing is that I really have changed the narrative about what the hard times mean. Mm. So there's this concept that I had heard about before, but I would say was presented to me in a whole new way from my mentors who I was sharing, I worked with most recently. And it was this idea that everything is for me. So Beautiful. The, the shift has been first intellectually understanding, like what's that mean, which to mm -hmm. me means every experience that happens is something that I don't like, or I, my personality side is like, I wanted something else, or I want something else. It's an opportunity for me to look at why I'm activated or why I have a judgment and what's actually happening to grow from and an opportunity to really be living life more fully by embracing this idea that of all the billions of circumstances that conspire to, to bring this one experience onto my plate, I can't possibly understand what they were or what they become. And if I really mm. believe everything is for me, then everything that is for my greatest good is either here or it's on the way. And so it's not that I don't get sad. It's not that I don't feel pain. It's not that I don't sometimes feel enraged because I want to have sure. something my way. But it's also not taking myself out because of those things, because I have this belief and value underneath. And this is exactly why we have you on this podcast. That was like the most beautiful answer I've ever heard on how to get through hard times, because 
you're so right. I mean, everything is given to us in a way to learn and help us grow. And, and it's for us, you know, it was that experience was for us. And, um, that will definitely be something I won't forget and remember because yeah, I'm, I feel like this year I've been constantly pummeled with hard times and hard things. And, um, yeah. And I read a lot of things like that. Like this is your experience. And, you know, of course the cliche of everything happens for a reason, but I like, even the way you put it is that it is for me and then it's going to, it's placed there for, you know, the purpose of growth and to learn. So yeah, I, I told everyone um, in the intro, make sure they have pen paper that they're ready to take some awesome notes. And that was, that was definitely a mic drop moment. So thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, so Sloan, I think that everything you stand for is the epitome of a beam babe. And that's obviously why I had, you know, had you on to share all these beautiful things. Um, but I would love for the listeners to have some things that they can kind of take some action on. And we've talked, there's a lot of things me and you could touch upon and whatever kind of comes to mind for you, um, that you would like to share, whether it's in terms of kind of, I know you like to talk about finding the pleasure along the way, um, resilience, really whatever speaks to you. Um, I'd love for you to share because this is what you're great at. I appreciate that. I think the first thing that you just mentioned, I would love to share is this idea about pleasure. So when I use that word, a lot of people are anything from like, oh my God, pleasure to people get activated about it because I talk a lot about pleasure in business. Yes. And here's the deepest piece of this is you and me and us as women, we are meant to be in pleasure all the time. We're meant to be in our physical body. We're meant to be in our senses. We're meant to be in our enjoyment. And like you said earlier, a woman who is, you know, self-possessed and and excited about who she is and that you can just feel it exuding Mm -hmm. out of that woman. You love to be around her. And there's a reason for that, which is she's tapping into the natural way of being of herself. And we can sense that in another person that feels like, Ooh, that that's so nice. Yes. And I want some of that. Totally. And the fastest way that I know. So of, of getting to a place where you're in your pleasure is building a really high quality relationship with yourself. And I say it that way, really specifically, instead of saying getting a good self-confidence or finding self-love, because to me, those ideas imply like something outside of you that you need to Mm -hmm. go get, where what I'm really talking about here is actually how you treat yourself inside. So a couple examples are um, sometimes I just will put my hands on my face and look at myself in the mirror and just say really loving things to myself and look myself in the eye. And it's really important doing that. If you do it, that you say genuine things that you actually feel. So I'll give you an Mm. example. I had a client who was doing that and looking herself in the eye and saying, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful, but she didn't feel it. And the problem with doing that is that it's actually basically telling yourself a lie. So now you're tearing down your relationship with yourself instead of building it. So you find something, maybe you love 
how your legs look or your hair, I don't know, whatever, find something genuine or the way you showed up in that problem with your kids or doesn't matter. And really just appreciate that because what you focus on grows. Mm. And the more you focus on appreciating anything about you, even if that in your world is just a tiny little sliver, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger to where that's your reality. Love um, that. So the pleasure then after your relationship with yourself grows is really a matter of focusing on it throughout your day. And what I think a lot of us as successful, accomplished women with a lot to do and a lot on our minds is that like going, going all the time, like I'm going to race to someday finally get it done, Yeah, which is a lie. There's no end to the things that you can create to do. Right. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't stop. So I like to invite people to do something that I call a quantum slowdown. And Ooh, quantum okay. slowdown is a mini slowdown multiple times throughout your day. So it could be, you know, when we get off of this recording, instead of just me jumping right into a, the emails or doing something else, I could take two minutes and just lay down on the couch and do a meditation. Or I might just like touch my arms softly or do something that I could be in the present moment and just reconnecting with me before I move on to the next activity. Yes. And so what happens when you do that, instead of ending the day where you're like, <gasps> and you need like some drinks or some TV or just something to, to calm you down and take you out of your head, you can end the day still being focused and in your mm. body and present with the people that you really care about. I love that so much. And yeah you know, I use exercise a lot as sort of like my form of self check-in, but that's also a 30 minute to an hour of just my day. And I never think about just stopping for just even a few minutes. Cause a lot of the times too, you know, when people give advice, it's things that are like, take 30 minutes or do this for an hour. And then people are like, I don't have 30 minutes or an hour, right. but we all have two minutes. Yes. We all have two minutes. And so I, um, appreciate that time sensitive little thing that we can do to reconnect and also be more effective throughout the day, not only for ourselves, but for everyone else that relies on us. Um, and I like that you also much like how you brought personal development and mindset into your, you know, attorney and law firm world is bringing this sense of pleasure into the business world, yeah. because it is such a taboo thing. And for some reason we're not allowed, not that we're not allowed, but it's such like, oh, don't talk about pleasure. How dare you feel pleasurable? Um, and it's supposed to be hard work and hustle and all the time. And I think that we all could use a lot more pleasure, not even a little bit more, but probably yeah. a lot more, <laughs> lots yeah, of pleasure. You know it, on a big picture level, I think it's logically makes sense where a person who's feeling good and enjoying themselves and excited is going to be able to accomplish 10 X what someone who's just like, got to get it done. And I'm going to do it. And it's so serious, Totally. but it's the actual practice of starting to, to find and look for that truth. Because when you have 50,000 things going on, 
there's this mental trap and it's part of the lie that it's like, I can't slow down for two minutes. I have 25 people breathing right. down my neck, but that's part <laughs> of the lie that keeps us. And, and what it really does is it, it moves our attention and our awareness up into our heads and we become women with just this like crazy head situation going on that, yeah, we get a lot of things done and everything's coordinated. And again, looks great to the outside. And then we have nothing left for us, let alone mm. the people closest to us on the inside. Totally. And yeah, it's, it's, I, I hate feeling empty, you know, when that, yes. when that water pitcher feels empty and you feel like you have nothing to give, it's, the worst feeling ever. And then to replenish takes a lot longer than two minutes. You yeah. know, that's when you're like, I need days to, to get it together. And we, right. we definitely don't have days if we don't have two minutes. So, um, yeah, I think that's brilliant. And I'm definitely going to do that as soon as we get off this yeah. call, take in that two minutes, your quantum slowdown. Yes. My quantum slowdown. So, Obviously, you know, everyone's talking about wanting 2020 to be over, but if they've been listening, they know that 2020 is happening for us, right? Yes. Not to us. It is. Um, but it is the exciting thing that we have 2021 on the horizon. And I know new year is always, um, exciting for people to set new goals and being able to put their best foot forward and all that kind of stuff. So I would love to know, because I know women are going to be super excited who are listening to want to connect with you. What are some ways that women can find you, connect with you in our Beam Babe community and how they can start this year feeling beaming, you know? Yes, beaming. I love beaming. it. They can find me and connect with me in a couple ways. I think the best way that I would love to connect with people is on Facebook. My Facebook is Great. Heart and Sloan, like a heart and Love Sloan. it. And um, I'm excited to connect with people there because we're really now curating this experience on social media that's around sharing more and more of my story and the kind of the behind the scenes with me always in service of anybody who also wants to up level and grow in their life. I'm on this journey, just like you, just like everybody else. And I'm yes. very inspired to be helping in any way that I can. And then for any women who have a business with 250,000 in revenue or who have had that in the past, I would love to have them join me in the Daring Life Society, which is a group on Facebook. Yes. I'm so excited for this. Yes. I'm so excited too. And um, I'm actually hosting an Evolve CEO masterclass coming up on November 30th. That's going to be juicy. And we're going to have interviews with members and just a lot of great stuff going on in the group for networking, for elevation, connection, all of it. So I would love to connect on any of those levels with anyone. Yeah. So how does someone get to be part of the Daring Life Society? Because I know that so many people are wondering and wanting to be part of this great group. Yes. Just to go onto Facebook and the, the it's facebook.com slash groups slash daring life society. Awesome. And they can just yeah. apply there on through they the group apply there. And, and it really is for people who are at this level of business because we're kind of focused on the scaling and the, the elevation yes. growth rather than just the initial establishment of a business. But I occasionally work with clients and definitely interact with a lot of people who are in all phases of business. So I would really love to connect and send me a direct message, anything that you feel inspired to. 
from this. I love it. Yeah. It's just, I get to be in part of your community now. And I see so many things that are being shared and I'm constantly inspired by what people are doing and sharing and all your beautiful content that you put out. It's just, it's awesome. And that's what this whole beam life movement is all about is finding other women who want to do this huge, impactful movement and support somebody else. Right. Because it's not about this hierarchy of who's better and who's more successful and who's this, it's like, let's do this thing together and like grow in this massive movement. And, um, that's so much of what warriors of the heart stands for. And, um, yeah, the content is first class and it's, it's really fabulous. So you're doing Thank an amazing you. job. Thank you. Um, I'm honored to be here and I love what you're doing with this community. Yay. So thank thank you. you. I would love to know, like just kind of moving forward in your life, you know, what advice, if you could give your former version of yourself, like what advice would you give? Oh, you have to slow down to speed up. <laughs> I can see, I look back at my law firm, which I built to an almost seven figure firm. I was so close, almost seven figures before I sold it. And I really pushed and I made it happen, but I can see so clearly now that that's long past actually how much I slowed myself down. And so Mm. this business that I have now I've created in a completely different way. That's also really the foundation of what I guide clients in is this idea of what does it look like to create a business with ease and to create spaciousness? And now I make more money than I ever have. I have a deeper impact with people than I ever have. I mean, it's, it's like a whole different world, but it at first is very counterintuitive. Totally. And now with experience that I have from my own personal life and then guiding women in this, it's like, oh, everything I actually want is on the other side of me slowing down and actually doing the things that are the scariest and that are the the most focused towards where I want to go rather than trying to do all the things. Love that advice so much. Um, And it's amazing when we have that little moment of self-reflection, right? And we can like kind of look back and take it all in. It's like, what, how could I have done something that's different? And it's all those things. Again, it was happening for you in that moment for us to learn. We need to slow down, you know, to enjoy those things. Um, So what are your goals, your personal goals for the future? You know, I am, so I host a transformational events that are retreats for women And I've been doing that for years and really for 2021 is to be doing even more of those because these events are, everybody goes anonymously. So you don't know what anyone else does for business, what their last name is, anything. And you come into my world where there's no phone, no email. I have everyone's complete attention for four days. And I create this experience for each woman and her individual goals and where she wants to be to have an experience of herself as the already up-leveled and changed version of who she is mm. to become. And it's just so phenomenal to see the shifts that these women make and how they go out and change their lives afterwards. And I just, I feel like that's the deepest, fastest way that I have currently to impact people. And so I want to be doing more of that. And then with that is more getting the word out. So more podcasts and more media and just being out to be talking about what's possible for all of us. 
I love that so much. And I would love to do one of these retreats someday. That would be so much fun. Um, yeah. And I think it's really cool how you, first of all, make it anonymous. So it's not about status. It's not about what you're doing. It's not about your career. It's not about anything other than just showing up and then embodying that transformation, even before it's already happened and experiencing what that would be like, because so much is so much of a transformation really takes that feeling. Like you have to really feel it. And it's so much like you were talking about touching your face and feeling it on the inside. Um, because if it's not for you and you don't feel it, it's really hard to get there or even feel like you're going to be able to be willing to give things up to get there. Right. Um, and it's just intellectual knowledge, which is correct. one good step, but it's not usually enough for people to make a big change. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I love that. Um, so I know we talked a little bit about where people can find you, um, mostly on Facebook. And I know you also have a website, so I'm going to be sharing all of that stuff, um, with our community so they can find you and connect with you. And I know, um, there'll definitely be people who are wanting to have more information about this daring life society. Um, this has been such a fun conversation and I'm definitely going to have to have you back because we have so much more to talk about. Um, but my favorite part of this podcast is where our listeners can kind of get to know you on a personal and intimate level. And we can just have some fun, lighthearted conversation and get to know Sloan. So I'm going to do what I call my beam rapid fire round. And it's a series of 11 questions and you just pop in the first thing that comes to mind. So are you ready for that? You down for that? Yes. Yes. All right. Let's do it. All right. So Question number one, a beam babe is a woman who lives from her heart and follows her passion. Love it. Uh, my second question, favorite song that always makes you dance. Oh. Okay. I'm going to just say any song from my favorite DJ, which DJs, which is above and beyond. Love it. Okay. I'm like such a dancer and groover. So I'm like Aww, any music resident recommendations, like bring it on. Let's do it. Have a dance off. Um, what are you currently reading? You know, I have probably five books that I'm in process on, but <laughs> the one that stands out is called the secret history of the world. And the really unique thing about this book that I'm just totally getting off on is that it's about the history of consciousness. So it's showing like the history of history that we've learned. And especially a lot of history about the gods and how people have seen religion, but through a lens of what was consciousness of humans 12,000 years ago and how some of the stories that we are interpreting through our current consciousness was actually really different from the way people were existing and the awareness that was at that time or the, um, the awareness, the openness to force and to nature and fascinating. I have to check that out. That sounds phenomenal. I'm like you, I also have like always five books that I'm like filtering through. (laughs) Um, Whatever interests me in the moment. Yeah. It's like, I'll pick up a little bit on this. Um, a beam babe that inspires you. You know, I want to share my coach who I've mentioned. Her name is Marla Mattinson, and she's a coach with her partner, Julian Coker. She is 
such a phenomenal human and you can find her at the intimacy experts. They have awesome social media, just beautiful content. And I really changed my life knowing this woman. I love it. And it's feels good too, to like acknowledge those women who have helped us along the way. Right. Because it's like, where would we be without that, those questions and that impact and that relationship? So cool. Um, what was the last thing that happened to you that made you feel grateful? (laughs) Okay. I love to just play with my daughter. We have a bunch of silly games and we've recently been playing this game where she's a cat and I'm a crazy (laughs) cat lady. We've made up all these circumstances about the crazy cat lady. Like I treat this cat like she's my friend. And so <laughs> anyway, I'm just, I'm just so conscious in these times of like what it is having a nine-year-old and she's such a precious human and just this brief time while she's yes. in, my life in this way. And I have a lot of gratitude for that. Oh, so good. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Like my little four-year-old, it's you're sometimes like, oh my gosh, we're stuck in this house and what are we going to do? And then you're like, okay, this is never going to happen again. I need to cherish no. this moment, these I little know. moments. Um, when are you most inspired? Hmm. I have to say the first thing that comes to mind is seeing when my clients are really making moves and making changes Mm. in their lives. So there's a lot of awareness in our work and shifts in that. And then to see them when they take it and they're actually going for what they want in a whole new way and increasing their revenue like crazy and shifting out of people pleasing and into saying what they really think and feel and just all that actually then the experience and the contentment and the joy and seeing that play out in their lives or even the closeness in their relationships with their people, how that changes. It's just, it's their victory. They did the work and it feels so good and inspiring to know that I was part of that. Love. Love. What always makes you laugh besides being a crazy cat lady? (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, maybe it's a little bit like the crazy cat lady, but I'm always laughing. We're always creating little stories that are funny. So instead of using stories in the negative, I've done a big shift and a lot of shifting into making stories that feel good. So mm. even where it's something happens like on the street, making up a little story that's, that's silly instead, or that is funny. Um, I don't know. We do a lot of just creating like that and laughing. Yes. So kind of, yes. The things that come out of these like kids brains, I'm just like, where did you even think about that? That's hilarious and awesome and super creative. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, what is your favorite meal or food? Has to be pizza. Yeah. So much. We used to actually joke that my daughter was made of pizza, which is (laughs) hilarious and also sad, but I just, so it's so good. Yes. Oh gosh. I love pizza. If you could raid anyone's closet, who would it be? Honestly, I'm going to have to say mine. Yeah. Love it. Love having fabulous clothes. I have an amazing stylist. I love keeping my closet updated and, and it gives me a, you know, new clothes feel to me like, um, 
my clothes grow with who I am and who I'm becoming. And I just, I love to have everything set up so that it looks really beautiful and the jewelry there. And just, I, I love my closet. So I'm going to say, yes, I know. I love your top. So it's like, I can tell you you have fashion is my, my passion. I always say that and I'm like, that rhymes, but I love it. Um, so it's, it's it's fun fun to, Yeah. Well, it's also, it's my way of self-love too. I have found that's like when I'm dressed good and feeling good, it's just that fun way of just self-expression and love. So yes, I love it. What is your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure. If I had to guess, you probably don't think that any pleasure is guilty, but yeah, I don't feel (laughs) guilty about it, but I think there are times so where I'll just, I need to relax and I'm ready to have downtime where a great example, I just watched in probably four days, all the episodes of Queen's Gambit. Yes. <laughs> that show it was so good. And I just felt like watching it and yeah. I don't really watch a lot of TV, but I heard it was phenomenal. I was loving it. And I was just like, I'm in the mood to watch this. So I just did. It wasn't escape. It was just relaxing. Sure. I get pleasure out of that sometimes. That's like, oh, I don't want to be a TV watcher, but then I'm like, I'm really enjoying this. Join this. Yeah. Do it. I love it. it. Yeah. And lastly, what makes you Sloan beam? (laughs) I would say what makes me beam has to be interactions and cultivating my life around love. I really think of love as this outgoing energy. And so I'm, I'm moving through life, using it as a practice ground to practice being present and conscious and showing love where it's like giving people an extra smile or remembering this one's name or doing something kind that someone wouldn't know is from me or being present with my daughter, whatever it is. It's like, and then when I'm receiving that, it's just experiencing this world with love mm. absolutely makes me beam. I love it. Thank you for participating in my rapid fire. That was so fun just to get to know you too. And I know our listeners enjoyed that. And I can't thank you enough for sharing your story and just everything that you brought to the table today. I am incredibly inspired and I'm definitely going to do my quantum slow down as soon as we're done. But, um, yes, we're for sure going to have another follow-up conversation on this and I can't wait to experience, um, the daring life society. So all good things and Sloan, you are amazing. Thank you so, so, so much for sharing yourself today. You are amazing too. And thank you for having me. What a pleasure. Yes. Well, Talk soon. Thanks, Sloan. The Beam Life podcast records episodes weekly and can be found on Instagram at The Beam Life and at beamlife.com.